0: Good night, Phil. Good night, Mr. Cody. And hello to you. Welcome to David's Daily Digital Dollop. It's just going to be a quick one today. I know I've said that many a time, and I very rarely do a quick one. It's the same in relationships. Uh, Ellie will be able to tell you that, especially when Love Honey are involved. Anyway, in-jokes. Very much an in-joke in in other ways as well. There's a sort of pun in there, sex toy-related pun. Love Honey are the sponsors of the comedy competition, the Bath Comedy Festival, newcomer competition that I won for doing up Exciting stand-up comedy news. I'm getting quite a few Twitter followers, new Twitter followers. Hello if any of you are listening to David's Daily Digital Dollop. Sorry to disappoint you, it's was just going to be a quick one today. I got a follow from Arthur Smith, the comedian Arthur Smith. Excellent comedian. My dad would be very proud. We used to listen to Arthur Smith on the radio. He had uh, stuff on Radio 4 and Radio 2. And we used to listen to it on the weekends as we travelled about, sort of seeing different family members going up to see Granny and Grandad. And on the drive, Arthur Smith would be on and the various comedy things on Radio 4, Radio 2. He seemed to follow me after the tweet from Bath Comedy Festival. But the coincidence is I'm actually doing a gig this coming Saturday and the headliner is Arthur Smith. I mean, I'm on quite near the start of the gig and then Arthur Smith is ending it. So I don't know whether it's just a coincidence or if he's put two and two together. Maybe you could tell us, Arthur, if you're listening. He does some stuff on 4 Extra now and again there's like continuity announcing between the shows and I'm not sure if I I'm going to tune in and if I suddenly hear Arthur telling stories about piano tuners I don't know if he's gone through the dollop archives but if he suddenly starts talking about his smart kettle. Smart kettle. I've got this bloody kettle. If he suddenly starts doing that kind of stuff, I'm not going to be happy. I mean, he follows 6,000 people. So, you know, there's 6,000 other people that have been followed by him. So he might be quite a a sort of trigger-happy follower, to be honest. He might be interested in Bath Comedy Festival, and then they've tweeted something about me. He's accidentally just clicked on my name. But please, you know, feel free to leave a comment if you are listening. I'll tell you what, Arthur. This, you know, I've given, I'm going to send Sarah, because she was dollopy of the week yesterday, for her comment for those people who don't know, if you leave a comment on the dollop and I enjoy it, you might be in line for being dollopy of the week and yesterday that accolade was given to Sarah and because I got a load of sex toys from Love Honey, the sex toy manufacturers who sponsor Bath Comedy Festival, and because I won the Bath Comedy Festival new act competition, I got loads of stuff and so I'm sending Sarah the basic vibrator i might it might be used (laughs) actually that is quite a disturbing thing i'm sorry i think i have tangented no what i was going to say was that arthur you can have the cock ring because no one's got that so if you leave a comment if i got a comment from arthur smith and it's verifiable maybe you could tweet me arthur if you're listening to this you send me a message i'm gonna send you a free cock ring can't say fairer than that I'm not sure my dad would be proud of me now. My dad would have been proud of me that I've got to a position where Arthur Smith is following me. But I'm not sure he'd be proud about my response, which is to now say, send me a message, Arthur, and I'll send you a cock ring. I think that's... Anyway, sorry, I tangented and then I went on to something else and I can't remember what I tangented onto. I need to get better at tangenting and then remembering where I was before I tangented and then... Go back to that previous point, but I can't remember where I was before I tangented. Arthur, I'm sorry about this. He's, Arthur's listening, and he's going, I'm not going to steal any of this for BBC4 Extra. This is ridiculous. You've lost your mojo, David. I have, I've given it away. It was some, in the goodie bag. Sarah's got it. I sent her that as well, along with the vibrator. Anyway, I said it was going to be a quick one, didn't I? I said it was going to be a quick dollop, and I keep tangenting on to different thoughts. It's a little bit disconcerting, because a lot of people have now commented commented on the previous dollop and the dollop the day before, sort of with jokes about, oh, enjoy all the products. It's sort of weirding me out a little bit that people are now leaving comments about me essentially using sex toys. I'm giving them all away, essentially. I'm giving them all away. Sarah's got the vibrator. Arthur Smith's got the cock ring. He's going to comment. He he clearly is listening. You know, he's a comedian. If he's any good, I might give him a leg up. Oh, Arthur, you give me a leg up, I'll bring the sex toys. Can't say a fairer than that. Anyway, people are sending me all sorts of disconcerting messages, little jokes about using sex toys. Anyway, I'm going to leave you with one little anecdote from today. One thing I thought was because I'm really busy, I've got so much on at the moment. So at the moment, I'm producing a BBC documentary, which I will tell you about at some point, but I can't tell you about it now. And today, we were in a theatre, and the reason for that was because we're high or we, I can't say anymore. Today, I was in a theatre, having a meeting with someone, and before that, I was doing a bit of recording for this BBC documentary, which required me setting up a microphone. I'll talk about that at some point, but I can't do that at the moment either because that's kind of the thing that's up in the air. But you're probably thinking, we don't care about that, David. We want to hear more about the sex toys. I'm so busy, I need to crack on with stuff. Part of me was thinking, maybe I should retire David's Jelly Digital dollop to the point that I'm not so busy. And then a part of me thought, hang on a minute, there is a solution to this, David. Just don't talk for as long. Like, you are able to do dollops that are just five minutes long. You're doing this every single day. No one's going to begrudge the fact that you've just done a five-minute dollop. But the problem is, you keep talking for 10 minutes every single day. So I thought, right, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna switch this on, tell an anecdote, something that happened today, sign off, done. Five minutes a day, still generating material, still keeping people involved in what's going on, still being productive, but also getting on with the stuff that I need to get on with. But what's happened? I'm at Phil's house, my friend Phil's house. Sean's here as well, cause we're doing something. Oh, no, I'm sort of giving things away. Things that I'm not meant to tell you about. Right, I was in this theater today. <laughs> And I needed to do some recording for this BBC documentary that I'll tell you about at some point. Obviously, I had to record Michael. From the young'uns. I had to record Michael. So we're in this theatre. That's right, we're doing the young'uns the musical. That's what's going on here. We're dramatising our lives. It's the young'uns the musical. And it ends with me becoming a runaway stand-up success. And I go and make my fortune. And the other two are just there. They're on the streets, reminiscing over a can of special brew. And then I see them on the streets, and I'm like, I didn't realise you'd fallen on hard times. I'm sorry, you know, I've been... I've I've sort of deserted you, haven't I? I've become a runaway stand-up success. I didn't realise. You'd fallen on hard times. I've saved stand-up comedy. I've gone away and I've done that. And then I come back to my roots. It's a harrowing story. When I come back, I see the other two on the streets and I'm like, look, let's let's try again. I've done my radio stuff with Arthur Smith and the Cockrane, and that got me on the TV. I don't mind doing the Cockering stuff on the radio, but I'm not sure they're, they're trying to photoshop me too much. They're trying to they're trying to make me look younger. I'm gonna retire. I can't be arsed anymore. You didn't mind being arsed on the radio, but on the TV. I still haven't said this anecdote, and have I... Oh, right, hang on. Right, we're going to end this dollop in the next two minutes. i better tell you this anecdote. Basically, I'm in this theatre, and I need to record Michael for this BBC documentary that I'm producing. And I've recorded my bits, and I've recorded Sean's bits. It's a BBC radio documentary. Don't get excited when I say bits. I just mean our voice... I've recorded Sean's bits. I've recorded my bits. This is record Michael's bits. We'll have to overdub Arthur Smith's bits a little bit later on. It's got nothing to do with sex toys, this documentary. I've recorded mine and Sean's bits, but because Michael doesn't live in Sheffield, and because we're meeting in Newcastle at this theatre, I thought I'll use this opportunity to record Michael now rather than getting him up to Sheffield. So they put us in this dressing room before this meeting starts, because the person we're meant to be meeting is busy. We're a little bit early. And so they go, oh, you need to record. We've got you can use this as a recording space and they've put us in this dressing room, but the trouble is it's far too echoey to do any recording. I've recorded Sean and my bits in my cupboard. So we're in this theatre, I need to do this recording and I need to find the best acoustic space. They've put us in this dressing room to record, but it's an absolutely terrible acoustic space. It's really reverberant. I go out into the corridor and it sounds much better, much drier. So I think, brilliant, I'll find a corner and I'll record there. I'm now walking through this corridor and I'm going to the various walls and and I'm going up to them and thinking about where I could possibly position the microphone. But I haven't got the microphone in my hand. And I haven't got the microphone standing in my hand because there's no point walking out with all the equipment. I just think I'll do it first. And then I'll set the equipment up once I've worked out where the best location to record is. So I'm walking through the corridor and I'm trying to find the best place. And I go up to a wall and I start going, hello, 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 hello. And then I walk up to the next wall and I'm, hello there, hello hello, hello, and I think, oh, that's a bit better, and I put my ear to the wall, and I'm thinking, well, if I position it right there, I might be able to get a decent acoustic. It might be all right. It's not brilliant, but I might be able to deal with it. So I'm basically getting quite intimate with the wall because I'm sort of thinking, well, maybe I could put some coats up or something, you know, like hang some coats up, and, and that would acoustically treat the place as well. So I'm sort of thinking about all this, and I'm sort of staring hard at the wall, and I'm going, hello, hello hello, as I'm thinking, just tries testing things. Now and again, I'm sort of going, ooh, 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 like that. Because the thing with the reason I'm going, ooh, is because there's a certain frequency that the wall is making and it's reverberating at a kind of a ooh, ooh sound. So I'm sort of trying to think, well, is there any way of getting rid of that? Is there anything I can pad it with? So I'm sort of leaning against the wall and I'm putting my, my arm up to see if I can stop it making the ooh, ooh, sort of noise. And I'm going, ooh, 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 and I'm getting closer and closer to the wall. I'm probably leaning in now. It must look like I'm almost humping the wall. And I'm not thinking about what it must look like to anybody else. I'm too busy absorbed with the acoustics. So I'm doing all of this. I'm almost hugging the wall, because I'm trying to, like, cover it with my coat. Ooh, ooh, hello. And I'm doing all of this. Ah, ah, ah. I'm testing it with different frequencies. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ee. Ooh, ooh, ah, hello. Ooh, ooh, a ah, pum pum ooh, 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 ooh. So I'm doing all of this, hello, hello, and I'm saying this to the wall, and then I notice there's someone behind me, and I sort of look round, and the person goes, hello, David. And it's the person that we're meant to be meeting with who isn't aware that we're recording because they weren't the person who gave us the room. So this person from this theatre that we're, met, we're meeting with has now been stood there and, we you know, we're meant to be making a pretty good impression on this person. It's the kind of person you might want to make a good impression with. And essentially, they've just been stood there for about 30 seconds while I've been humping and hugging a wall going, hello, ooh, 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 ooh." oh, that's good, that's good, that's good. Because I'm saying that's good because I'm, like, covering bits of the wall and thinking, oh, that's not so bad. That's good, that's good. Ooh, ooh, hello. Ooh, 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 to the wall. <coughs> and so I turn around and I go, ooh. <laughs> which is probably not the best, best thing to do because I've already been going, ooh, for the last minute. Well, I went, ooh, because I was, I was shocked that they were there. I was like, ooh, ooh. And then I said, oh, how long have you been standing there? And they were like, oh, about 30 seconds or so. Uh, and they seemed really awkward. So I was like, oh, I was just um, checking the wall <laughs> for a coup to see what it was like. In terms of acoustics, and then they were like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> they seemed to understand. It was absolutely fine. But there was a moment where I was a little bit worried that I'd essentially sort of made a career-ending move. Anyway, so then he goes, he says, "Oh, well, I'm I'm just doing, having a meeting right now, but I'll be out in the next half an hour." So I think, "Oh, well, that just gives us time. To set the recording up. Do this quick recording with Michael, and then we're done." It's not ideal. It's a corridor, but it might work. So I start setting up all of the equipment. At the exact moment that everyone starts filing through from the corridor, a meeting must have ended and everyone starts filing through. And the place that I've chosen to set up is right next to the toilet. So everyone's passing. No one's making any comments or anything. And I'm too absorbed in what I'm doing. I'm trying to do it quickly. So everyone's, like, passing me to the toilet... And I'm setting up all this equipment outside the toilet. So you've got me with the microphone. I'm screwing the microphone stand into the, the base, and I'm put, attaching the shock mount to the mi- to the mic stand. And then I'm screwing the microphone into the shock mount on the mic stand. And then I'm putting the pop shield on and then connecting the cables and everything. And then, because it's still not sounding very good acoustically, I then start to try and dress it up, like put things on it to make it seem better. So Michael puts his coat on the microphone, but he like almost puts the coat around the microphone as if he's dressing the microphone in his coat. And he stands there for about a minute and we do a bit of recording and it just, it doesn't sound good at all. It's not good enough. So I think, right, we'll find somewhere better another time. We'll do this at Phil's or something, you know, we'll find a cupboard and I'll treat it with bedclothes and acoustically treat it a bit it'll be absolutely fine. So we essentially then just unpack everything unscrew the microphone from the shock mount, take the shock mount off the microphone stand, unscrew the microphone stand, pack everything away. And I thought, goodness knows what people are thinking about this, you know. We've essentially just spent all this time, you know. Some people are filing through, I'm talking to a wall, embracing a wall and going ooh, ooh, hello, hello. Then we set a microphone up outside the toilet. Then we put a big, thick waistcoat over the microphone. Then we have Michael talking in it for a minute. And then we we disassemble the entire thing. And I thought, they must think this is the weirdest thing ever and then I realised we're in a theatre corridor it's right next to the university people are probably doing this kind of thing all the time they probably just thought it was an art piece like oh yeah that's probably why no one asked what we were doing because apparently they have all sorts of weird art pieces going on in the corridors all the time so they probably just thought it was some weird art piece that we were doing like an art installation oh yeah he's dressing the microphone up now we're in a coat putting a coat on the microphone oh he's embracing the wall now Oh, they're packing everything up. There you go. Another art project. It's amazing that they get grants for this kind of thing, really, but there you go. Anyway, we need to go to sleep. Busy day tomorrow. Got a lot of recording to do, more meetings, and I need to get up and catch the Morning Post and get this cockering sent to Arthur Smith. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. Goodbye.